0: Welcome and thank you for downloading Movement Christian Church's Sermon Podcast. Here at Movement, we are passionate about God's Word and helping each other move closer to God. Thank you for choosing to grow with us today. And now, here's our lead minister, Bobby Wallace. All right. Hey, buddy. (laughs) Wasn't that lady pretty? Yeah. Uh, if you're new here, that's my wife. I'm not a creepy. Well, I may be creepy, but that's my wife still. Um, I'm glad you're here with us at Movement Church. Uh, it's, it's a great day. I don't know about you guys, but I love, love, love having everybody in here together. Um, I know it may be tough on parents a little bit, but these are good memories that we're building, and these are, are cool things. Um, I think we need to have our kids that kind of hang out here in the front, kind of teach lessons on worship, don't you think? Man, don't they, like, do a great job just, like, praising God? I love to watch, I love to see that. Um, our family is, uh, we got a big family. And we have lots of different uh, stages of life and all that sort of good stuff. I mean, we got kids of all ages. And my wife and I have very busy lives. And, and like you guys, we're busy, we're busy, we're busy. There's always something on the calendar. And so it's hard to find time to, like, get together, get everybody together. Because we've got, at home, we've got kids from 19 down to 5 years old. Yeah, yeah, I said it, 19 to 5, and all along the way, and so everybody's at different stages of life. We got a a daughter who's uh, married and expecting a child, so I'm going to be a granddad, that's crazy to me, and so we're literally going to have every stage of life in our family uh, here really soon, and so it's hard to get everybody together, but we try to make efforts to do that, and just a few weeks ago, we did that. We said, okay, we're going to make sure we all have dinner together, sit around the table, and then we're going to play some games. And we just played this game. My family, my extended family has done forever. It's called Farkle. Has anybody ever heard of Farkle? I'm not saying a bad word. It's Farkle. I'm saying, you know, Farkle. It's a dice game where you roll six dice and there's certain points for, you know, different things like that. And it's just fun. Some people call it greed. I think people from uh, Midwest call it greed. But anyway, it's a fun game. And it's something our family's always enjoyed. And I'm telling you what, we had a good time. The game was fun. But we laughed like we have not laughed in forever. I mean, just like belly laughed, belly laughed. I mean, just ha, 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 ha. I mean, I don't think anybody laughs like that, but you, you get the idea, right? If I laughed like that, y'all would say, please never laugh again. Um, or you would say, please laugh again, because it's just funny. Yeah. But, um, okay, I wasn't going to tell you why we laughed so hard. <laughs> My wife is like shaking her head, no, no. But we talk about being real at this church, and this might be too real for some of y'all, so I just apologize in advance. But um, we have a, a family at home. We have a family full of boys, and so we do boy things a lot of times. And so, um, yeah, my wife is never in approval of this, but uh, during our Farkel game, someone, someone um, let the spirit fly. I'll just, I'll say that is that a good church way to say it audibly Boo, blew the trumpet that type of thing Does everybody understand what i'm saying and so uh it was very casual and so uh I, okay i'll be honest that person was me i, I did it i did it i, I said that, that may disappoint you that a preacher said that he you know played the trumpet around his family but we're real i'm just being honest and uh and then it happened again, a little casually. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I did apologize. I was like, oh, whoops. And uh, my son Luke, who's somewhere back there, maybe, I don't know where he's at, um, he said, uh, because it was so casual, there he is back there, he said, uh, "He said, oopsie doopsie, just slipped out. Like, <laughs> and that might not be funny to y'all, but it just caught, because I was just trying to act like it was all casual, and at a certain age, I guess you can't control it, but, uh, which is coming soon. But it just made us laugh, and, and the reason I tell you that is not because I'm just trying to be gross. I'm not trying to be gross, but we—that's a core memory, right? I mean, that's something we're always going to remember. It's going to be told at my funeral, and since I said it from the stage, it'll probably be my funeral soon. My wife doesn't appreciate that, but we built a memory. You guys doing all right? <laughs> My son is kicking the camera. Uh, For everybody, it's not an earthquake. Everybody watching on live stream, my son kicked the camera. Uh, But we we built a core memory. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to focus on building core memories because here's what the Scripture says. It's not going to take long this morning. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk to them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they will be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates." The reason I say that, the reason I tell you that goofy story about that, us uh, spending that time just laughing hysterically is because as families, we need to do that kind of stuff more regularly. We need to spend time laughing together, sharing meals together, because one of the things that God commanded in Deuteronomy to the people of Israel is to spend your life talking about your faith with your family and your friends, okay? We need to build that more. I have been one of the guilty ones of really only talking a lot about God sometimes on Sundays. And if we are people of faith, if we are God's people, then we need to do that on the regular as a family. We need to, we don't have to have long sermons at home, that type of thing, but maybe share a Bible verse and maybe ask like, how's your day gone? And and if somebody tells a story, we're like, well, how, how did you share the love of Jesus doing that? Or how could you have handled that better and been more like Jesus? And parents, we can share our mistakes and our failures and we can share our successes and our wins and our kids can learn to do that too. But my point is this, we need to talk talk about God together as a family. And that's why even though it may be uncomfortable, it may be a little chaotic and noisy as we do this today, I'll tell you one thing. I'd rather be in a church that has kids talking and playing on the floor than a a, a church that has no kids and has no future and is dead. And and so here's one of the things I want to tell you. We have a um, high school group that meets at our house on Sunday nights, a high school connect group, and then we have middle school that meets on Wednesday nights. And so on Sunday night a couple weeks ago, I was kind of leading the lesson for the high schoolers, and Andrew, my five-year-old, the, the camera kicker, uh, he was sitting in, he wanted to sit in on the Bible study, and so I asked a question, I said, what keeps you, or what makes it hard to really live your life for Jesus? You know, is it peer pressure, is it, you know, you fill in the blank? What's one of the things that makes it hard for you to do that? And he wanted to answer, and he spoke up. He said, God loves us. And I said, so I reiterated the question again. You know, I acknowledged him, I smiled, and I was like, that's good, that's good. And then I asked the the teens again, I was like, well, you you know, what makes it hard for you to stand up for Christ? And he said, God loves us. And he ended up doing it two or three times more, and it was kind of funny, like at first my thought, and I guarantee you most of the teen's thought was, oh, you know, cute kid, you know, he's saying something good about God, but he doesn't really understand the question. And then it hit me. Yeah, he does understand the question better than I understand the question because I am asking the question, why is it hard for me to share my faith? Why is it hard for me to stand up for Jesus? And I have all these reasons and all these excuses, but you know what the truth is and the real answer is? God loves us. And there's no reason for me to fear. There's no reason for me to hide. There's no reason for me to run. God loves us. And so I'm so thankful that he, we didn't teach him. He taught us. And that kind of thing doesn't happen if you're not spending time talking about godly things with your family. And so I want us to institute that and we're going to start and we're going to practice it right here. And this is going to be uncomfortable, but we are not a comfort zone church. I'll go ahead and tell you that. If you've been here a minute, you've probably heard us say that. We're not a comfort zone church because a comfort zone turns into a rut and a rut when you close in the ends turns into a grave. And so we are not a comfort zone church, so i want to do something that's going to be a little bit different, a little bit awkward. It's not something we do all the time. We're not going to start doing it all the time, but I want you to sort of step out of the boat with me today. I want you to, maybe with the people on your row or your family, uh, a small group of people, if you need to kind of like turn around a little bit, you can do that, but I want you to take about 30 seconds and I want you to uh, just go around and say one word thing, something you want to be prayed about. You know, you can say family. You can say just something, one word. You don't tell a story. Don't do anything like that because we're trying to eat lunch today, okay? All right? Everybody hear me? I'm not being unspiritual. I'm just being honest, okay? So one word that you need prayed for. If you don't have anything, that's fine. But one word that you need prayed for. And then I want you to take about 20, 30 seconds. And if somebody's brave enough to pray out loud for your little group, You can do that, or if not, you can all pray silently. But we're going to take about 30 seconds to go around a a little group of people and say one thing you want to be prayed about, 30 seconds to pray, and we're just going to kind of do that out loud, okay? So if you guys play a little bit of quiet music, maybe that would be good. So here's what I want you to do. If you need to turn around with the road behind you just for a quick second, just, I want you to do it. I know, don't look at me like that. I want you to do it, okay? Just try it. Just try it. Get to meet new people. All right. You guys can wrap it up. So that's one of the things that we need to do more of, my, myself included, my family included. I'm not going to stand up here and tell you that we have a lot of like purposeful prayer times at our family. We do bedtime prayer and every now and then we'll have a prayer time, you know, maybe hear about some sort of trage- tragedy, but we want to pray more as a family. And so I wanted us to do that as a family here, right? Okay. Um, So that's one of the things that we do. If we want to do what Deuteronomy says, where God told them in Deuteronomy to go and as you walk along, as you sit around the table, do these things. Uh, We also know that when we serve together, that that helps us be more like Jesus. And I want to take a second and just say that there are some awesome, awesome servants of God here at Movement Church. I'm so thankful for the many people who serve week in and week out. And if you're newer here or you haven't been here early, you may not realize, but this stuff pretty much gets set up and torn down every single week, every now and then we get a couple weeks break, but it gets set up every week and there are people who get here early and do the same thing many times over, pull a trailer, set up roll-in carts, set up chairs, do all kinds of stuff, set up all this equipment on stage, computers, kids space, coffee, all that kind of stuff. It just, there's no uh, church plant fairy that you go click click and it all appears. I I wish there would be. That would be worth the money and investment. But there's not that thing. And so, so many people set up. But do you know that there are lots of kids that come very regularly and help and pitch in? And I say that because a lot of these kids are teaching us really how to worship just with reckless abandon and just give it all to God. And they also can teach us a lot of times, us adults, as serving. Because, I mean, they don't say, oh, I'm too young. I've got a picture somewhere. I wish I'd pulled it up. I didn't think ahead. But there's a picture of my now five-year-old when he was like maybe a year and a half, uh, maybe two tops, and he was like struggling to like carry a chair. And, you know, I was like, I put it on Facebook. I was like, yeah, we start them young, you know, make them child labor, you know. But he, nobody asked him to do that. He saw other people doing it, and guess what he did? He grabbed a chair and started setting it up as a little baby. And and that just blows my mind. But then we can learn a lot from them about how we serve. And so now I want us to do something. We've been talking about Erase the Red. Over to your right, my left, there's those move letters. And uh, we've already had some people sign up over the past couple of weeks. And we want to encourage you to do something now in just a moment. We want you to pray, again, just by yourself, silently, or with your family if you want, that's fine. But we want you to pray. And we want you to think, is there something that I can do that can help the body of Christ get stronger? Because that's what our purpose as the church is, is that we're to equip each other for the works of service. So that we can shine a light, not just here, but serve out in the community too. And so we want you to think, is there something I can do? Now, some of you are serving every week and you need to just be here and worship and rest once in a while. And so we don't necessarily want you to go and find something else. Now, I want you to think about it this way. You know, if you are a a greeter... You can greet people and smile, make them feel welcome, and then you can come sit and be a part of the worship. And so maybe you can get replenished on that Sunday. So there might be another Sunday or two that you can serve, something that takes you out of the service, maybe working with kids or setting up coffee or or, or something like that. But we want you to consider, is there something else that I can do or something new I can do for the first time to help somebody else get to know Jesus a little bit better? Because I don't know about you guys, but if you're new to church especially and you walk in, or the first time you've been to church in a long time, it can be scary as all get out coming into a new church, can it? Let's just be honest, it can. If you're not new to church, that is so foreign to you, but for most people, they are nervous slash terrified coming in. And so seeing your smiling face at the door welcoming them, welcoming them in, or serving them coffee, or greeting their kids and taking them to class, it can make a difference, not just in somebody's mourning but in somebody's eternity. And I, I want to take a second, uh, Billy, where's Billy at? Billy's around here somewhere. There's Billy. Billy took a load off of me, and he has been setting up our road signs that you see on this side of town. He's been doing that for several weeks now, and I'm telling you, you may think, oh, is that really all that vital? And I say, absolutely. I count so many families that have found found our church not because of google that's a lot of people but because they saw a sign and they said i'm going to go to that church and we've had them recently and so no matter how big or small you think a job is it can impact eternity and so i want you to take a couple of moments and i want you to say a little prayer and i want to invite you to just walk by even if you've been by there walk by that table for a few moments not very long and if you see something that you can sign up to help meet a need, I want you to do that. You take that red card off and you take one of those yellow ones and put it in its place and write your name and information on there. And if you've already signed up, if you're already serving, I still want you to walk by and I want you to pray for the people that are considering serving, all right? So let's take a few moments. I'll call us back together in just about a, a minute and a half, a couple minutes. So you, got, you don't have long to go, okay? All right, so pray, get up, walk by there. If you see something that you can do, let's sign up. Let's, let's start a little bit of music. As you guys are praying or heading over there, I want you to consider something too. I want you to consider that, especially a lot of the jobs that we have around here, if you have a younger child, you can sign up together. And that's a great way to serve and do what we're talking about here in Deuteronomy, where we live out our faith. We don't just talk about it, we live it. So maybe consider that too. If you need to go by at the end, of course, feel free to do that. But I want to encourage you to not just pray together as a family and with friends and church family, not to just serve, but one of the things we talk about a lot is reading God's Word. And uh, we try to, to be a, a church of the Bible, a church of God's Word, a, a church of truth, because if we are just going on our own ideas or the teachings of, of other men or other women, then we're, we're missing the point. We're called to worship God. And there's so many tools, and I want to share with you, we've shared this before, but uh, we'll put the first QR code up there. Um, if you've got a smartphone, all you do is open your camera app, you hold it up and, and focus on that for a second, and it should open up a link. That link will take you to our YouVersion Church profile. And uh, we've got uh, quite a few of you who have made movement your church home on UVersion Bible app, and so you'll connect with the church, and we share a Bible reading plan. I believe a new one started this morning, so you're perfect timing to start new and fresh, reading the Bible with your church family. And there's a cool way you can go in there. You can put a little comment or something that stood out to you or just see what other people are thinking and learning. We cannot stress enough how important this is reading the Bible together, not just as a church family, but as a family. And so we want to encourage you to make a daily habit of reading God's word every day. Because I, I used to, I've said this before, but I'm, you know, I don't want you to miss it. I used to think that, oh, well, as long as you're reading two, three times a week, you know, it'll be good. The more I grow in Christ, the older I get, the more I realize I can't go a day without spending time here from God. If I'm going to grow, if I'm going to get stronger, I need more of Jesus every day. So I want to encourage you to do that. You can can choose movement as your church to connect with us, but more importantly, you can get a good reading plan or you can just search on YouVersion. That's a great thing. For those of you that have kids, we've got another QR code. There you go. It has a dinosaur in it. This is a link to the YouVersion kids app. Now, here's a great way. If you're struggling like I've struggled in spending time in God's word together as a family, this might be the first step for you. You know, when you open that up, there's a kids version Bible app. You could spend it each morning or whenever, each evening before bedtime, whatever it is for you at the dinner table spending time reading a verse in a version that really fits a kid better and there's some interactive things you can go a lot you can even download things to supplement and do like little lessons with your kids if you want to be the overachiever uh i'm not saying you got to do that but that's a great tool and if you're like me if you're a little simple-minded that might be the good version for you to read anyway for, you know even if you don't have kids that's fine too bible is bible get it in and so there's a good good tool that's one for the uversion kids app well i want to leave us Before we do a little bit more worship and round things out this morning, I want to leave us with a challenge. I'm calling this the Ones Challenge. All right, the Ones Challenge. I want to change the culture of our church, of our families. I believe with all my heart, of our community by trying this challenge because it's going to help us get deeper in Christ and deeper in our church family. And so here's what the Ones Challenge is start this week. Having one meal together. That's the first one. So if you've got a a family, pull them together for at least one meal around the table. If you're doing that already, praise God. But if you're not... Get them together. If you are uh, just a couple and you don't get together and sit at a table together, make that your challenge. If, if maybe you're a single person or you're just a couple that, you know, you eat together all the time and it gets old, invite one person or a family over each week, one time a week, one meal together around a table, no devices. devices. Ah! You have to look at each other and listen to each other, and talk to each other, but one time a week at least, if you're not already doing that. And then you, you can figure out how to make it interesting. If you're already doing that one time a week, maybe say, hey, we'll invite somebody over for one time a week. But one time a week, meet around a table, turn off devices, and talk together. And here's another challenge, one Bible verse. For families, especially with younger kids, a simple Bible verse that you and the family talk about every week for an entire week just that one verse for seven days that you talk about together maybe even if you want to get brave and try to memorize it put it up on your bathroom mirrors but one bible verse a week that you put into your brain if you're a single person you're still do this too because you need it you need it you need it you need it one bible verse that you want to get in your head get in your heart and then one prayer time One prayer time with your family or with some friends where you actually pray together audibly. It can be over the phone, over FaceTime. It can be in person. But spend at least a few moments each week praying together out loud with some family, with some friends, with some church family, something like that. So those are the ones, the three ones that I want you to focus on. Not just this week, but going forward. Let's make it a challenge every week. And I do believe Do you guys believe that it can change a lot? It'll change us, it can change our families, it can change our church family, it can change our community if we get just a little bit more focused on God and his word and his message. And so today, that's what I want us to be thinking about. What are we doing to get closer and closer to Jesus? What are we doing that can help us fix our eyes on him? What are we doing that can mold us into being more like Jesus? Worshiping with just reckless abandon because we know that God is good and that God loves us. Filling our hearts and our minds with scripture instead of garbage and lies. Filling our lives with relationships with our family and our friends and our neighbors instead of just staring at a screen and just being told what we're supposed to think look and act like are we willing to become more like jesus so that jesus can do more with us less of us more of him take this challenge of the ones Take the challenge to serve, to pray, to be in God's Word, to have relationships with one another that redeem the time and help point people to Jesus. So that's our challenge today. We are family. Let's live like it. If today you want to be a part of the family of God, the Bible is really clear. It says if you believe who Jesus is and you're willing to turn away from your sin, You can confess Him as Lord and King of kings, and you can meet Him in baptism. He'll wash away your sin. He'll give you His Holy Spirit, and you can be new. We can see that happen today. Amen. Let's do it. Maybe today you need to be a part of the family, not just an outsider looking in, but all in. We'd love to talk with you about that. Maybe today you need to step up a little deeper into the family. You've done that. You've started your life in Christ, but you need to go a little bit deeper. You need to build some relationships. You need to get God's Word in you so God's Word can come out of you. Whatever your decision is, I pray that you won't leave here without laying it out and being honest and open about it. Let's stand. Let's worship. Thank you for listening to Movement Christian Church's sermon podcast. Want to learn more about us? You can do that by visiting our website at movementchristianchurch.com or on our app available on iOS and Android devices under Movement NC.